to the extent that is the American Bar Association Business Law Section's podcast series. Our podcasts provide general information. They aren't a substitute for legal advice from a licensed professional. We offer both standalone and serial podcasts on a variety of topics and welcome your feedback and suggestions at ababusinesslaw.americanbar.org. We hope you enjoy your selection. This is Rick Paskin, and I am the content guy for the ABA's Business Law section, and welcome you to our section's podcast platform, To the Extent That. Today's series is on pro bono, and the name of the episode is Pro Bono That Works For You, The Story of ABA Free Legal Answers. The host of this episode is Judge Elizabeth Stone. Judge Stong is a U.S. bankruptcy judge in the Eastern District of New York, sitting in Brooklyn. And I will let Judge Stong introduce our guest. Judge Stong. Thank you, Rick. Um, Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for today's ABA Business Law Section Pro Bono Podcast, Pro Bono That Works For You, ABA Free Legal Answers. Uh, We could not be more excited about presenting uh, today's program, um, spotlighting the founder, uh, first in Tennessee and then nationally, of ABA Free Legal Answers, Buck Lewis, um, a legend in the bar, a legend in the ABA, and a legend in the world of pro bono for so many things that he's done, but in particular, um, ABA Free Legal Answers, which was his inspiration and which has affected so many people in so many ways. Um, uh, it's uh, it, it's hard to know where to begin, I guess. One of my goals, one of our goals for today's program is that by the end of this short podcast, we will have affected you as well. And if you are an ABA Free Legal Answers volunteer, you'll check and see if there's some questions you can answer. And And if you aren't yet, that you'll make the decision to reach out and connect with some pro bono that works for you and become one of the more than 10,000 volunteer attorneys around the country who are part of this amazing network. Now, uh, it's February 8th, 2022, and this is a big day for the ABA and ABA Free Legal Answers because as you'll see, if you're following your ABA news, today is the day uh, that uh, remarkably, um, ABA Free Legal Answers has surpassed 200,000 questions answered with fully 10,000 volunteer attorneys participating in that process. So Buck, um, thank you for joining us. Um, uh, it's it's so exciting to be with you today, even virtually, and to celebrate this and learn a little bit about where um, this program came from, where it's been, where it's going. Uh, let me tell our, our uh, audience just a little bit about, about your background. Um, I could go on and on, but I'll, I'll stay with the highlights. Um, Buck is a shareholder in Baker Donaldson. He leads their uh, appellate practice in Memphis, Tennessee, and around the country. He's a, an arbitrator with the AAA. He's a mediator with the Tennessee Supreme Court. Uh, he has served the bar in so many ways, including, uh, and this is just a partial, as president of the Tennessee Bar Association, president of the Memphis Bar Foundation, chair, and this is where we got to work together most closely, chair of the ABA Pro Bono and Public Service Committee, uh, and chair of the Tennessee Supreme Court Access to Justice Commission. Um, I don't think it gets much bigger than that in terms of having a 
an influence in the law and how it affects people. But Buck, I think probably the way that you've made your greatest mark um, has been through ABA Legal, an- Legal Answers. And uh, first, I'd like to thank you again for joining us. And, and second, tell us how you got this idea. Um, where did this all come from? Sure, Judge. I'm delighted to be with you and especially delighted to be with you on this red letter day for Free Legal Answers. It, it is uh, a little bit hard to believe that we've had 200,000 questions submitted, but there it is. As of today, as of a few days ago, um, we have uh, passed that milepost and and passed the milepost of more than 10,000 volunteers. Um, like most um, good ideas, it was just a simple idea. Um, back in 2009, the Tennessee Supreme Court, then led by Chief Justice Janice Holder, who's an old friend of mine in Memphis, um, and, and myself, um, decided that the court strategic priority would be pro bono and that state bar strategic priority would be pro bono. And the court did a listening tour around the rather long state of Tennessee. And we kept noticing in these, uh, these meetings that we were having that lawyers were uh, playing around on their Blackberries. And it was Blackberries back then. And um, they were answering questions from their regular clients. And um, I don't know, I I came home from one of those meetings and as I was driving home, it occurred to me, well, if they can answer questions for uh, regular paying clients on their Blackberries anywhere and anytime, can we do the same thing for pro bono clients? And so I went back to my um, tech team at at Baker Donaldson at the firm and we talked about whether that was feasible. And that's really where the seed of the idea came from. It just popped in to my head as we were, as I was going around with Chief Justice Holder, listening to people talk about access to justice in our state. So Buck, you're attending meetings on a listening tour with the Chief Justice where people are on their Blackberries or now it would be their, uh, you know, their, their phones and where most people would see that and maybe raise an eyebrow and think, look, come on, could you please focus? You see it as an opportunity. Um, what happened next? Well, um, our tech team went to work and actually created the, the software program uh, that, that became Free Legal Answers, and we copyrighted it. And um, we launched it in Tennessee in the spring of 2010. We rushed up the launch because of some historic floods that were taking place in Middle Tennessee then. And we operated it long enough to realize that it was going to work. And we offered it to other states um, at an access to justice conference sponsored by the ABA in St. Louis. And about a half a dozen states launched. And then um, a few years later, I joined the pro bono committee. And in my sort of welcoming interview with the chair, Mary Ryan, uh, my friend Mary Ryan, um, you know, she says, well, do you think we could take something like this nationally? And so I went back to the tech team and they said, sure. In fact, the technology has improved to the point where it'd be much easier to make a, a sort of a mainframe on which all the states could sit. And, it, and, it, and, I'm, and they were pretty confident that they could, could create it for a national platform. Um, what followed then was an approval of the effort by our committee, 
and then an approval of the effort by the ABA Board of Governors. And then what followed that was about a year's worth of work going from state to state, literally talking to the stakeholders in any of the states who would listen to us and getting them to join our family of jurisdictions. And that's how we ended up taking uh, free legal answers nationally. One step leads to the other that leads to the next. Uh, I recall some of those meetings of the standing committee. I'm pretty sure I was serving as a member and and then as a liaison from business law section at that time. And I remember that there was a lot of excitement about the opportunity and also some kinds of questions. What were some of the early questions that came up as you were rolling this out? Well, it won't surprise anyone to know that one of the questions was who's going to pay for all of this. Hmm. Um, I felt very strongly that I, I wanted the ABA to deliver something to the states that for which they would not be charged because the states, after all, were going to have to staff the effort themselves, and I didn't want them to have to pay for it. If you look on the website today, you'll see um, the logos of the major sponsors um, that that pay for the cost of the full-time staff member, Callie Albuquerque, who's our national site administrator, and, and all of those expenses, including Callie and the malpractice insurance that we have and the use of the Microsoft platform are all paid for by private donations. They do not, none of the money comes out of, of uh, any bar associations do. So that, that was one of the big issues. Um, another one of the issues had to do with preservation of the attorney-client privilege. Um, would this be an open source uh, product similar to like a Reddit or would it be more of a, uh, uh, a situation where uh, these are actually these lawyers were were the actual lawyers for these clients on a limited scope basis, um, and we decided we wanted them to be actual lawyers in an attorney-client relationship, albeit limited scope. Um, so those are a couple of the issues that I remember us um, confronting. Um, and there have been other developmental issues along the way, but those are a couple of the ones that stand out in my mind from, from back in the day. So, Buck, from the standpoint of a prospective volunteer, for example, dear listener, this could be you, um, what's it like to be a volunteer, to be one of those 10,000 volunteer legal attorneys on, um, on ABA Free Legal Answers? Well, it's about a convenient way to do pro bono at as any that exists that I know of. Um, you can do it in your pajamas. You can do it at your, your child's soccer game. You can do it when you're waiting on your flight to take off. Any place that you can access the internet, you can do pro bono on free legal answers. Um, in order to sign up, you could go to your state site. Let's say you're in Texas. You could just Google Texas free legal answers and it would take you to your state site, or you can go to ABA Free Legal Answers and click on the drop-down menu, and and it'll take you to the site for your state. And then you just click on the the, the place where it says Volunteer, and in a few days they're going to check um, that you're in good standing and so forth. And in a few days you'll be good to go to start answering questions. And then. When you log on, you'll be able to view the questions that are in the queue that uh, clients who have been pre-qualified as pro bono clients will post. And you don't pick the ones you don't want to answer and you pick the ones you do. 
And um, it's really that simple. And um, our, our lawyer satisfaction surveys are always very strong because there's just no easier way to use your legal skills and education to help people than to go online for legal answers. So maybe I'm thinking back in my practice days, I, uh, I, I'm a New York licensed lawyer. I, I do a lot of big case litigation at my firm. I'm doubting there's going to be questions about securities fraud or how to defend an SEC enforcement action. Um, what if I'm, how sure can I be? There's going to be a question that I might be able to answer. Well, uh, we get that a lot. And, and, you know, I'm mindful this is for the business law section and, and members of the business law section typically are not litigators. I'd make several points in that regard. One is many of us in our prior lives have done other things. The other is many of us, even though we may be securities lawyers or insurance coverage lawyers or class action lawyers, have done pro bono in other contexts, like traditional walk-in clinics at a library or a courthouse. Um, the other thing I would say is that if you're an ABA free legal, free legal Answers volunteer, there will typically be free training and CLE available to you in your state where you can learn more about whatever area of the law interests you. For example, if you're a veteran and you wanna help other veterans, there'll be resources available on the website so you can handle veterans' benefits and veterans' healthcare coverage questions and, and so forth. That's one of the things about the site a lot of people like is they can kind of tailor the type of questions that they want to get. The other way that free legal answers, I think, is more user-friendly than the old traditional walk-in clinic is that you're not going to be plopped down at a table in front of a client and presented with something that you're supposed to respond to extemporaneously. You have the ability to read that question, to do research, to talk to your friends and colleagues about how they might answer it. You can put together groups of people to do legal answers together at lunch or late afternoon or at the law school. And so you have plenty of help to help you get used to answering the questions of low-income people. The other thing I think is lost upon lawyers who haven't done a lot of, uh, of pro bono is that a lot of these questions are questions that, that are, are what seem basic to a law student or basic to a young lawyer, but are far from basic to our clients. And so just logical problem-solving skills or the least little bit of legal uh, information and advice can often solve the client's problems. So I would say to lawyers who haven't done much pro bono or feel like they practice in a practice area where there are not going to be any questions, to go take a look and look at the question queue and see if there's not something there that they either can do right now or that they can educate themselves to do either for a group of people that they really want to help or in an area of the law which interests them. So if someone signs up and the way you've described it, you could literally do it on the train on the way home. You could do it, at, as you say, at the soccer game. It sounds like maybe you could do it at a meeting with the chief justice, though I wouldn't recommend that. Um, what if you then get real busy? It, what if life gets busy and it's a month or more before you can go back and even think about taking on your first question. Is that a problem? 
No, not at all. Um, in fact, even if you take a question from the queue and start answering it, and you something happens and you need to come back to it in the next day or so, that's not a problem. Now, if you go too many days and you've pulled a question out of the queue, then the program's going to put that question back in the queue so the client doesn't have to wait. But there's no minimum. Um, that if, if you sign up and you don't get to it for a month, that's fine. Or you answer two questions and you come back two weeks later and answer a couple of more questions, that's fine. Then maybe you don't answer any questions for a month, but then you spend three hours answering 12 questions. It, it's all fine. What we're trying to do on a state-by-state -state basis, of course, is make sure that the clients don't have to wait too long to get some help. And that's the beauty of having all these volunteers, because when one volunteer doesn't have the time to do much on the website, other volunteers can pick up the slack. So we have enough people now that there's a fairly steady amount of attention being paid by somebody in that jurisdiction. So it's no problem. Obviously, you know, the more questions that you can answer, the, the better off you are. And the ABA has a recognition program for recognizing lawyers and firms, which answer a certain number of questions in a year. But um, now that there's no minimum, there's no, uh, if, you, if you go dark for a few months and come back and, 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 and answer questions, that's perfectly fine. We just ask you to reaffirm when you go in for each session that you know, you're still licensed and eligible to, to do this work in your jurisdiction. Other than that, um, you know, you log on as you see fit. And would a lawyer licensed in a particular jurisdiction have access to questions only in that jurisdiction, or would it go beyond that? Yeah, no, you, you're going to pick a state, and then the clients in that state will post their questions. If you happen to be licensed in more than one state, you can go to any state in which you're licensed. But um, if you think of free legal answers, as an old-fashioned walk-in legal clinic on steroids, um, that that's sort of that's sort of the model, and so you you wouldn't have, you know, a Tennessee lawyer walking in and helping New York clients with New York problems. The same thing is true of free legal answers. So, um, but but it's really fun for some lawyers. Let's say they're licensed in Tennessee, but they're stationed on an aircraft carrier somewhere. Um, in the ocean, but they got internet, they can help the folks back home from wherever they are. Or let's say that they're licensed in New York, but they've taken a job in Silicon Valley, but they've kept up their New York license, then they can help the folks back in New York. What, can, what decides it is where they're licensed. If they're licensed in that state, they can go on that state's page. But if there was one thought you wanted to leave our listeners with, hopefully to motivate them either to log in and take a look and see if there's any questions in the queue they'd like to answer or to take that first step and uh, go on the website and become a uh, one of those uh, 10,000 plus volunteer attorneys. What would that, what would that, what would that be? One of my favorite authors is David Brooks. And I've heard David speak several times and he talks about the difference between happiness and joy. And he talks about how joy is lasting. A joy is a contentment with the way that you've lived your life. Joy is something that people can never take away from you. 
if you're not using your skills and abilities and education to help people who could not possibly get help otherwise, you're missing out on one of the greatest joys of being a lawyer. I've yet to run into any lawyer that worked on free legal answers or really any other form of pro bono that isn't delighted that they did so. Um, I turned 66 in December, be practicing law 40 years this year. And one of the things that I'm most joyful about is the access to justice work that I've done. And so I would say to lawyers of all ages, don't miss out on the most rewarding and joyful aspect of your profession. Don't leave that out of your life experience. Check out Free Legal Answers and experience the joy of helping people who desperately need your help and for whom you can make a profound difference. You can, you can take all the rules and the platitudes and everything and set those on the side of the, the desk for me, Judge. It's all about making sure you don't miss out on the joy of helping people with your legal training. Uh, thank you so much for everything you do to make this opportunity available to lawyers around the country, 10,000 strong and more, uh, 200,000 questions answered. I can't imagine a better note on which to end our conversation than that. Um, thank you so much. Uh, to our dear listeners, please Google ABA Free Legal Answers. Please sign up. We need you. Find the joy. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the ABA Business Law Section's podcast series, To the Extent That. The section offers a robust collection of content. To explore more about this topic, or to learn about joining the section, visit ambar.org bizlaw. That's B-I-Z-L-A-W.